a final where we don't see large portions of it? No, never. Plus, Theo continues the unfortunate rolled ankles in a final streak. Troy puts a champion on his back, literally. Tori and Danny seem to get exactly the position Tori wanted all along. Kaz and Jordan dominate, and the wardrobe department finally does TJ dirty with that oversized but still awesome conductor outfit. It's the Challenge World Championships Episode 12, a.k.a. the final recap coming up right now. What up, my fellow challenge lovers? Welcome to The Challenge Historian, where we dive deep into all things MTV's The Challenge, past, present, or future. If it's happening in the challenge universe, we are here to document it. I am your host and dedicated challenge historian, Jacob Hollaball. Thank you so very, very much for being here with me, not on this Wednesday, but on this Thursday. Yes, we are a day late here. We do give our sincerest apologies things got a little away from us yesterday we were able to watch the episode right pretty early but work life all of those things got in the way from recording and then by late last night i thought about recording you know super late into the night so it would be up there super early this morning still but then we started getting a little bit of you know some not news but um some filling in the blanks, so to speak, coming out slowly but surely from cast members. And I was like, I kind of want to get a little more info. I kind of want to now, if I'm already here, we're already a little bit late. Why don't I read and kind of get into some of the reactions by cast members who were there in this episode and other folks within the fandom and some of y'all in your commentary and everything. So I decided not to record late last night. Instead, first thing this morning, so I could consume a little bit of that, have an impact, the thoughts we're going to share here today. But we are here day late but better than never and we're covering the final episode 12 the finale the final world champions have been crowned spoiler alert is do i need to say spoiler alert when i'm doing a recap it's titled the recap of the final but jordan and kaz are the world champions first ever maybe only ever that's a topic for probably next week we'll get to that but we're here to cover the world championships the final all of its glory. We will do that today. Then next week on Wednesday, we will be back with our full season recap and awards. So some of the higher level discussions, we will of course talk about then versus today. Today is just simply about this episode, the final itself. Other quick programming reminders before we jump in. We also out of nowhere, uh, inexplicably, I thought, oh, the final of this, we're going to get an All-Stars 4 trailer. I know it. I know it. And then we didn't. And instead, we got the first little just TJ's promo of USA 2, which I guess, and they say, you know, coming summer of 23. So I guess, even though that one I think is still filming and All-Stars 4 has been in the can for a while, we're going to get to see USA 2 first. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Maybe we're going to see them at the same time. Uh, I, the only thing I know on the All-Stars forefront is I saw this morning a tweet from Mark Long. Or someone had tweeted him saying similar to what I just said of like, wait a minute, where's All-Stars 4? And him saying, you know, 
good things, be patient for good things, something like that. I don't know. Um, so I, I don't know when we're going to see either of them, but you can be sure that the moment a trailer drops, the moment a season is coming up, we will, of course, cover it here. So that coverage will be coming. We just don't know when on this podcast feed. Only other thing then is this weekend, we've got two Survivor weekends with my good friend Paige left. I have not yet watched last night's episode, so don't tell me anything about what happened, but I'll be watching it actually probably right after I finish recording this here podcast. So that one we'll be talking about sometime over the weekend, Saturday, Sunday. You know, it's just easy breezy. Wherever we are able to film it, we'll get it out to you. Survivor recap one more this week before next week's Survivor finale uh, recap, being able to cover that. So that's what we got coming up on the podcast and others. As for the agenda today, slightly different than normal because it's the last episode of the season. We're going to give our high-level kind of thoughts on the final before walking through each stage of the final and the things we liked about that. We will still hand out our awards, and then at the end, since there's no more predictions, we will go through kind of the agenda and the breakdown of what we're going to talk about next week. Sound good? Sounds great to me. Let's get started. Let's kick things off with some high-level thoughts. Before we go through, I'll kind of go through each section of the final and just talk about the things I liked or didn't like or opinions, anything about those. But looking at a high level first, just at the whole final, this whole episode, what did we think? And the first thing I've got to say is the one thing that I assumed would happen and that we did find out by waiting or not being able to record until now, which is don't do it if you're not going to show it. It shouldn't be that hard. If you put together this big, massive final and you make them do all of this stuff, show us all of the stuff because we we haven't got the exact specifics yet. I'm sure we will as all of them go on their different podcast circuits, but... I have already seen that Danny at least said, you know, at least 30% of what they did wasn't shown. And um, that's that kind of tracks with uh, all of the finals on all of these spinoff shows leading into the world championships and really a lot of recent finals in general. Why? Why? If you take all this time, you have all the put all this production power, all this manpower behind building this stuff, having them do it, making them do it, and filming it all, well, then why not show us all of it? I know you only have an hour of, and I'm not asking for the episode to be longer. The final can be a little bit, you know, it is that weird thing that the challenge does where it's like, yeah, we know we want someone to win. We want to know how it's going to happen. But like the finals are a little more boring than the rest of the season because sometimes people just running or biking or swimming or eating or whatever isn't actually all that entertaining. So I'm not asking for this to be a 90 minute episode, two hour episode, anything like that. All I'm asking for is you could make the exact same episode that you currently have, but whatever you did that you didn't show, just do a little montage with TJ narrating over top of it of like this morning, you know, before this, whatever, I don't, I don't know. I guess it's harder than it looks. Cause I thought I was going to easily just say that out loud, but if they had to canoe or something, I think Danny, maybe someone in the responses, I don't remember again, I don't have the info yet. We will have it, but there was either some sort of swimming or maybe canoeing, kayaking type of portion, just like show clips of each of them in the boat with TJ narrating over top of it. The competitors already did a two mile swim where Jordan and Kaz came in first by a minute. Then they completed this puzzle and now they are here at this starting line and boom, we're into, you know, we're into it. Just 
at least give us an idea of what they did. That quick little montage, it literally add 90 seconds to the episode. It doesn't have to be a 90-minute episode, just add 90 seconds to give us a glimpse of what they did. One, just for, you know, as the historian, for the record books, so I can know how hard was this final? What all did they actually do? But then even more so because that context matters. It makes us feel very different about, you know, if someone quits or has an injury like Theo, and we'll talk about with this episode of like, you know, you might have your opinions of like, can you walk 16 miles on a twisted ankle, rolled ankle, sprained ankle or not? But like, what if you add the context of, well, is that actually when he rolled his ankle or did they have to do some sort of canoeing or whatever? Did they have to do all this other stuff in it? It makes it be like, well, yeah, of course you're going to probably, you know, quit at some point. That context matters to an injury. It matters to someone gassing out to like for Casey, for instance, in this episode is definitely the one who kind of runs out of steam the most, which is explainable. And we'll talk in a minute about, you know, the elimination right into a final, but is also like, let me know everything they did so I can properly judge how impressive it is that they finished this thing. And so if someone is tired and gassing out, like I believe whatever we missed possibly happened before even, you know, what the start of what we saw, the four loops, because, you know, Kaz at the beginning of that is like a little bit already like, man, like I'm not. You know, I'm already getting a little tired. I'm already worried about fatigue setting in. And it's like, wait a minute, didn't you just start? And like, if we had the context, no, they they didn't just start. They'd already possibly done maybe even a whole lot of stuff that would tire us regular people out. So show us everything they do. Give us the context. It really, really would help. Next thing, I love and appreciate that this isn't a cruel final one. No mountain really. They have to do some elevation at the end, which is very difficult by because it's at the end, but it's not like a mountain mountain. It's not in a desert. It's not super hot. It's not super cold. It's just an endurance challenge in like a decent climate for an endurance challenge. I would assume I'm not an endurance athlete, but it seems like this would be a pretty preferred. Like it's warm, but not hot. Um, and, you know, there's some shade. There's some not. You're out in the sun, but in some terrain, some elevation, but not like it seems like a fun place to do an endurance athlete if that was your thing. But it also they give them IVs. Well, half of them, um, but that's something they give them actual food, which is good in they nail it with then being able to like, we're going to give you some stuff to like make this not cruel, not over the top. Like we're putting you in danger, but then tying those things into with a challenging aspect. Only one of you gets the IV. So you do have to pick and there's some decision to be made. And then now you all just got that wonderful meal. Great. You have to stay awake. You're not allowed to fall asleep. And that food is going to make you want to fall asleep. So they do a good job. Really, really good job that I really appreciated of. We're not going to make this cruel or like dangerous to them, but we're going to tie in the little things we give them into an actual challenge or a unique decision they have to make. That was wonderful. Well executed. Next thing, going straight into a final from a headbanger elimination isn't cool. They've got to stop doing it. They need to eliminate this. They've, it's become the trend. It's become what they do. All-Stars 2, um, I think All-Stars 3, uh, some of the, the you know Argentina or Argentina, Australia, Troy was used to this. He did one of the most headbanging of headbangers there's ever been immediately before going into the final that he won on Challenge Australia. So he's no, you know, he's not new to it, but it's just not that fair. I want the teams even up. I get that, you know, it's a nice little advantage for 
either those who are in power or safe the final week for those who played a good strategic game and you know stayed out of elimination it's that bonus little thing of like yeah that last team like they made it in but they are starting at a slight disadvantage because they had to make it in they had to win their way in fight their way in but i don't like i don't like that if this is going to be about the sport then Make it fair. If we're going to be so focused on the sport of it all, make it a fair sport. And I think this definitely had an effect on Casey in particular. I think it probably affected Troy. We didn't see it as much from him, but it definitely affects Casey because she just did two intense rounds of hall brawl with a like six foot absolutely jacked Olympic gold medal athlete at like 10 p.m. the night before they start at you know, 5.36 a.m. And they really are up till midnight and then get to sleep a few hours on a train twin car bed as it rattles along. Like, that's really tough. No wonder her legs felt like shit because your legs would feel like shit after doing two intense, long-winded battles in a hall brawl and then going into the finals. So I don't love that. I wish they would remove that and give them the night to sleep at the house. Give them the next day to prepare, what have you. I don't, whatever you got to do to, if it's going to be the sport, make it fair. We'll leave it at that. Next thing, TJ's conductor outfit. Okay. So it was fire. It was fun. I got a good laugh out of it. I thought it was, you know, it was great. He was a good sport about all of it, but there's also an awesome looking version of that conductor outfit that he would be like, I look fly as fuck in the way generally for many seasons in a row now the wardrobe department is you know treats tj immaculately they've always got him looking good he's always looking fresh and so i feel like there was a bit of a a different version of this that could have still been like man look at tj but it would have been like a different type of man look at tj um and it wouldn't have been so much him being in on the joke of like look at this ridiculous outfit that i'm wearing but ridiculous outfits are fun so it is what it is and it fit the kind of old timey you know theme the oversized coat the whole thing it 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 works but uh if i was him i was like man i feel like you're getting me back for how well you've treated me over the years like his jokes deserved but don't do it again type of thing speaking of which he's wearing the conductor outfit because they're on the fear express which honestly i thought was a great idea i kind of like the idea of oh it's gonna be this train they'll get off it sometimes they'll be on it they'll do you know i was like are we gonna be doing some like fear factor inferno 2 style or inferno 1 uh style like you know stuff here and really leaning into that sort of thing and then no it doesn't really get used so i love the idea the concept that i'm guessing they had and again maybe some of the stuff we don't see took place on the train and was fear related i don't know i would guess that would be the stuff you would show though um but as expected from the trailer last week when we commented like huh there's this fear express they're on a train but it looks like they're never on the train and they were barely on the train in this one the the closest we came to a fear-based checkpoint was tori saying that she was scared of bikes um which news to me i don't remember if she's ridden a bike in the other final she's had to do but uh that was news uh her being possibly scared of bikes which i get i totally get uh it's one of the rare things that as children you know we all do almost everyone out there uh no matter who you are where you live anything like that you you attempt riding the bike it's just whether you got someone decent to teach you or someone to pick you up the first 17 times that you just crash down to the side and be like hey it's okay everyone does this your knee's gonna be fine it's just a little skinned up let's go or being scared of bikes the rest of your life be like those are super freaking hard um so 
I get it. I just hadn't heard that before. And if that's the closest we come to a fear-based challenge with the Fear Express, then I don't think great concept had great execution in the end. The part that did have great execution, the final one here, high-level stuff, is I love a loop. I love a loop. I like the finals that use the loop concept as they do here. I can't believe production doesn't do it every single season, mainly because it's way easier and therefore cheaper also, but just easier on them to be like, we're going to be contained to this four mile loop, you know, get camera people in all the spots, get all of our people, you know, everything in all one spot versus that 16 miles being a 16 mile long trek all the way through. It's just way harder to do way harder to produce. So I can't believe they don't do one every season just from that aspect. I'm sure they might, maybe they become more and more common if they do. I'll be all for it because I love them. There's a little strategy and gamesmanship with, you know, picking the puzzle to do. We see that actually play out with Tori and Danny, then having to wait at the end. We see the kind of, it builds in those little advantages of like, you want to be in first early on because you want to be able to drink last as Jordan Kaz. That's a huge advantage for them as they're in first the whole time they get to drink last. And that's a huge help because when there's a drinking or eating, guess what? It'd be great to do that after you've done all of the running, not right at the start and then have to do another 12 miles. My ideal, I think at this point, final, if I was like mapping one out, and this is mostly from a like, this is what I feel like makes you a deserving challenge champion. It's plenty hard enough with, again, not being super cruel and whatever. I don't I don't know this is necessarily the best possible, like what is the best possible entertainment product, TV product, because I think they've got a lot of work to try to make the final a little more interesting to watch. But my ideal, I think at this point, is start out on a boat, swim on shore land. So you have a little swim on shore, on the land, do a four-mile loop four times with five checkpoint puzzles, meaning starting and ending. So basically what they did here, but if they started, they threw in one more puzzle, start with a puzzle, end with a puzzle. Four-mile loop, five checkpoints, then an eating station, then a one- to two-mile run up a mountain where there's a final very difficult puzzle to solve right at the finish line all in one day. We don't need the overnights. That would be my ideal version of a final where it's like, yeah, you ran basically, you know, you ran or swam basically 20 miles in the end. You did six or so puzzles. There was a little swimming, a ton of running, a bit of eating. Boom, we're good to go. You could throw in a biking or kayaking, canoeing, maybe one of the loops. If there's like a river nearby, it's like you can trade in one of the loops for a little kayak. One of the loops, you get to ride a bike. You pick which one. I don't know. You could do little things like that. But that's kind of my ideal version of a final. So this one pretty much fit that. Again, what we saw of it fit that almost. So I like this. It was great in my opinion. I don't love the overnight aspect, but it does usually lead to the most entertaining or interesting moments of the finale, which was the case here as we're about to get into. Um, so yeah, let's just get into it. Those were high level thoughts. Now let's go a little more needy greedy as our guy Nelson would say, hope you're Nelson, by the way, just shout out to Nelson. Looks like the recovery is on track from that horrific injury. He sustained a while back. If you're not aware, go check out Nelly T on Instagram, get the full download of everything he's been going through, but shout out to him. Glad to see that recovery is going well. Now, Let's get to the play-by-play of the finale. All right, going section by section, my kind of favorite moments or big opinions that I haven't shared in the high-level stuff that now we'll share in the, I guess we'll call it the low-level stuff. Opening at the train station, the first little touch of it. If they stuck with this vibe and theme, 
I might have been into it, but the open feels very odd after then you see the rest of the episode where it's like this dark noir, like they're sitting on the train station, then TJ comes, puts them on the train station. If it would have, like, they would have tied in more of that, um, which they kind of do. Like, the train itself is this, like, old-timey, noir-y type thing. Cool, but again, there just wasn't a lot of it, so it it ended up feeling very out of place. Um, But I do think the train itself is really cool. If they utilized it, uh, the train itself would is really cool. I would take a little trip on that train. It'd be fun. Good times. The going to bed. They go to bed. They get to sleep on the train for the first night. Um, Those little moments are so staged and so funny and so awkward where each team has to be like, no, 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 before you go to bed real quick, we're going to shove a camera in your tiny little compartment there. And uh, we need you to sit next to each other and tell each other, like, good luck. We're going to win tomorrow. Good night. Something to that effect. Those moments were so staged. You could so tell that all of them were like, motherfucker, let me go to bed. I know what you're going to make us do all day tomorrow. Um, They might have already been doing stuff that we weren't aware of or didn't see between elimination and getting on the train. Who knows? But they're all, you could just read between their face, their sullen faces of like, dude, let me fucking go to sleep. I don't care right now. Don't make like, what what do we have to say? Okay. Bare minimum. Troy, good, good luck tomorrow. You're a great partner. Can I go to bed now? Thank you. That was, that was what those moments were. And I really kind of enjoyed it. Then we get the loops of hell, the main big section of the final. It literally starts with Jordan frustrating Kaz and her knowing what she is in for, um, which is a hilarious way to start it. And we all knew was going to be how it happened. And again, i I don't know how many times I'm going to point this out, but also may she may have already, they may have already been doing a bunch of stuff that we didn't see that leads to like, this isn't the first moment. This there's a reason where she's like already saying like, I'm a little bit tired. I'm a little bit concerned of like our pace here. And he's like, nah, fuck that. We're going, you're a champion. You're awesome. Fucking do it. Run. Don't you dare walk. Don't you dare stop. And so starting with that uh, was a pretty big indicator of where we were going. I felt it was an indicator of like, Hmm, I think they're going to do well. I think this isn't a, they're showing us this because there's going to be a big, big breakdown. I think they're going to be able to do well, regardless of how frustrating it might be while doing well and kicking ass. They couple this moment with Jordan's work in Ukraine footage, which he and those folks are amazing. I cannot commend them enough. We have talked about uh, it on previous podcasts when he went over to Ukraine, everything about that. Incredible, incredible, incredible. Uh, He's awesome. They're awesome. The thing I will say, though, is the way they put it in, the way they like kind of edited that into the episode, it did feel a little like it felt heavy handed. <laughs> um, and it was also another one of those kind of editing tips of like, uh, I-, I don't know if you put this in no matter what, uh, but it feels like you're putting this into like because they're going to win. And now I kind of feel like I know they're going to win, um, which comes out to be true. And maybe maybe they would have put it in anyways. I don't know. It just felt a little heavy handed. That's not saying anything about, obviously, the amazing, amazing work um, that he did and that we should get to learn. Like, this is part of his story and we should get to hear this and get to promote it and everything. Um, it's just the way they executed it. I uh, was a little like, eh. I don't know. Could could this have been done different? Could we have talked about this differently at a different point of the season? I don't know. Anyways, then we get a Theo who I appreciate his awareness. Uh, He says something to the effect of I've got legend status because I got second in the hardest final ever. And that's, that's kind of all. That's what I had to offer as far as legend status. Uh, But he then says like, I need to win. I'm the only one here who hasn't won. And I really need that win. And it kind of had shades of me of Nehemiah on all stars one, where he was the one person who kind of had the awareness in the cast. And they at least, either he talked or they you know eventually put it on screen in confessional of being like 
yeah, maybe I don't a hundred percent fit the billing of like the best ever that you guys said for this, but I feel like I belong. I'm happy. I'm here. I'm going to try to do my best. I'm going to try to earn that status. If you don't think I have that status, I'm going to do my best to earn it. And it was very like awesome and self-aware and I loved it and appreciated it from him. And then now I kind of felt that same thing towards Theo in this moment of like, okay, he like, I'm glad he gets it. I'm glad he's not here. They might've been asking him to like, I'm glad he's not out here being like, I'm the legend of legends. Like ignore the fact that I've only done this many seasons or anything like that. He's like aware of like, yeah, it's pretty cool that they invited me for this. And I'm going to try to earn if I don't already have the status, I'm going to try to earn it. So I like that awareness for him. They do wait for it. And the drinking are two of the, you know, four checkpoints they have to do both come from the original qualifier that the global MVPs had to do way back in the very first episode. I love that. I like when they bring in elements from the season into a final. I don't love when it's the entire final, um, which is kind of where it was on, you know, USA, Australia, uh, UK, and even rider dies a little bit where it was like all the daily challenges put together more or less. Um, I don't love when it's that much of it, but I do. I'm a big fan of when there's a few elements from the season brought in that you have to redo uh, dual two final being one of the great examples where it was like, we only had the four eliminations all season, all four of them are going to play a role in the final love 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 that so i like that they picked those two to bring here and it was very interesting the different responses to the drinking in particular of like there was a sarah uh, sarah and theo i believe there was a lot more discussion of like you've already done this before come on you've done it you've drank it it shouldn't be that bad there is danny on the other end was like yeah the the fact that I've already drank it is the part that's bad. My body knows it does not want it's rejecting it even more than it did the first time because it's had it inside of it the first time and it does not want it. And like, Oh yeah, I wonder that's, I, that's definitely true. And I just kind of wonder that whether it's an advantage or a disadvantage to have already went through this agony of drinking this horrific liquid before the little map. Then next thing, the little map with the people moving on it that they showed made me think of fresh meat seasons where they would do the same graphic type for, during the exiles where they'd show the map and show the little people moving on it way faster than they were actually obviously moving. Uh, so when I saw those, it just gave me flashbacks to fresh meat. And then I was like, hmm, should I turn on fresh meat one or two right now? Maybe I will. Maybe I won't. Maybe I will later tonight. Maybe I'll just binge those again. Cause they're two of the best seasons ever. And they're my favorite seasons ever. Then we get Theo has to quit. It's a bummer. It's a bummer. Ankles getting rolled in the finals, man. It's kid just keeps happening. Um, you know, Anissa last season, uh, other ones that I'm not thinking of, but it's definitely become pretty commonplace. It feels like um, injuries, certainly in the finals, which just sucks, sucks so bad injuries and in seasons and definitely in finals. Um, and yeah, it's uh, it's on him. This one's on him. Unlike Jordan making Anissa run through the woods to save two seconds at the very start of a hundred hour final. And, you know, she turns her ankle in the woods because you're running through uneven ground versus the nice, even dirt path that you could have been running on. This one is on Theo. It's like, yeah, you're running on this pretty good path, but there's these big cracks and stuff along it. You got to like watch where you're stepping. He doesn't steps right down into him, rolls it and you know, damn, I was just bummed for both of them. I was bummed for him. I was bummed for, you know, the excitement of the show of one team just kind of being out of it immediately early on, even though he continues on for a while, the moment it happens, you're like, well, that's it's over. They're already in fourth and it's, you're running against Jordan and Kaz and Troy and Casey and Tori and Danny. Like 
it, it's over. So they're out immediately, and I, I just hate that. I want This is why I want more teams in the final to begin with, because if someone does roll an ankle, it doesn't get less and less climactic. Maybe if there's six teams running, it's like, okay, one team's out. We still got five we're thinking of. There's still a lot of competition here. So it's a bummer for him. Sarah has to be pissed. She got, you know, she when when she gets Theo as a partner, it's like, I got the second best runner in the house. The best runner is Jordan. He's an actual endurance athlete, sometimes part-time endurance athlete, Jordan. Uh, but Theo is still, even if he's not, I don't know what his, his workout regimen coming into it was, but has a history as a runner, tall, long legs. It comes back quick. He's got speed, the whole thing. And so she's like thinking that part of the final is our best. We're the best at I'm a, I do endurance at stuff all the time. You're a great runner. We're going to kill it at that part. It's the other, some other stuff that I'm worried about. And no, it's just the running and the jogging that takes them down and leads them to having to quit. So that stinks for her, a shining light in this season. Much, much respect. We'll talk about her a lot, probably on the season recap. And uh, really, we'll talk about Theo as well. They didn't really let him shine this season. I know he absolutely can. If they put a focus on the social side of the house, more of the comedy and entertainment, as he recently has said on his Twitter, you know, I'm not in the show that much because I'm trying to have a good time and be funny and be entertaining. And I don't care as much about the game. I let Sarah take care of that. And therefore, I'm not on the screen very much. And I believe him. And I think he could really shine if they focused on those things. So moving on. To the train overnight section, then I'm glad they gave half of them IVs. I just I hate needles personally, so I didn't love watching those few minutes, but I, I appreciated that they did it. Brought back, you know, War of the World One vibes, and then the eating and staying awake. It's hilarious. It's also cruel. I loved it. The 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 shock collar, man. I'm interested to know what level the shock was. I'm glad we didn't find out. I'm glad we didn't find out. But um, very interested to know like how how bad it would have been uh what is pretty pretty wild it definitely i was i was shocked that that was what they were making them do and in a good good way i was like this is hilarious and funny and uh this is the type of kind of cruelty or danger that i'm i'm okay with this is hilarious i love that they get to eat and then immediately be like you know there was obviously going to be a downside to this and it wasn't that i was going to walk in and tell you actually what you just ate was blah 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 when you thought it was this no it's just yeah you had an amazing meal you should fuel up you're going to need that tomorrow but you also now have to stay awake my suggestion if they were to do a slightly different version if they're like oh maybe the shot collar was like a bit much and i'm going to start this by telling you it doesn't work cuz the thing about the shot collar that works is that they actually all have to follow the rules. They can they can all do it. Because my version, I, I thought in the moment, I was like, oh, way, 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 way back. Challenge 2000. They had a daily challenge where they had to all be in a room together for 24 hours. And each team just had to, their one rule was you had to keep this tennis ball moving. And famously, one of the teams, you know, tied it in inside of a bag and tied it up next to a fan that was just blowing it around. The other one, you know, all fell asleep at different points momentarily and stopped moving, whatever. Um, but if you did something similar to that, like, hey, here's this ball. One of is one of the partners could go to sleep if you want, if you trust the other one to not mess up. And there's a massive penalty. If that ball stops at any point on camera, we see the ball stops moving, you nod off, whatever, massive penalty. But the reason with that and why I say the shot collar kind of is the only way you can really go if you actually, like, you have to stay up all night and you have to be incentivized to want to do that is if it's something else like moving a ball and they're like, Oh, so you're, we get a three hour penalty. We just lose the final. Okay. Well, what if all of us agree an hour in all of us are like, Hey, what if we all got the penalty? What if we all went to sleep? So 
you kind of have to go that wild to get them to actually commit to staying up all night. The clothes are fun. The ice and water throwing, super funny, super fun. Again, the overnight portion of these challenges, while I don't love them conceptually, they are the part that usually brings the like the kind of goofy, loopy moments like this, more of just people talking and interacting versus having to do anything because their only job is just stay awake. And so it's always funny and engaging and usually kind of the best part of the final, even if it's a part that from just... Just like the game side of things, I'm not as in love with. This one definitely is very, very fun. Jordan and Kaz are the only two that should sleep. That's the final point about the overnight part. They get an hour of sleep. They should take that. They do take they they all take the little bit of time that they get. An hour's worth it. 30 minutes, I don't know. 15 minutes, definitely. If I'm Danny and Tori, I'm not laying down. I'm not putting that blanket over my head. I'm not closing my eyes. Because you are going to instantly fall asleep in the shape that you're in. But being woken within 15 minutes is too short of a time period. It's, I think it's going to be worse in that moment, 15 minutes later than it is going to be any sort of benefit. So as hard as it may be, I think they should have just stayed up and said, no, fuck that. And I also think Troy and Casey, even at 30 minutes might be the same. The hour is at least long enough where like you get into a real sleep and when you're woken from it, it, it it's going to be a shock to the system, but not in the way that's like it, that hour wasn't going to be worth it. So those are the only two I think that should have actually laid down and went to sleep. Next, then, the final part, we get the race to the finish. I love the key slider puzzle. That's a cool puzzle. They should use it again. That's my comment on that. Danny and Tori, I don't know if they just look good at looking not that tired when they're, in fact, on the point of collapse and falling over. Or was she okay with Jordan winning? Um, it's an unfair question. That is also fair to ask, given the last couple seasons. I know that makes absolutely no sense at all, but to me, it does. To me, it does. It's an unfair question where if, if she was giving it her absolute all or if she was okay with like, eh, Jordan or Casey wins, that's good for me too. I'm just out here to get second or whatever. Unfair, but also fair. I don't know how that computes, but in my mind, it does. And I kind of got to read. I would, I'm, I'm fascinated to hear Danny talk about this final because I did kind of get a read from him of like, yeah, we were maybe not going to go 100% all out. And I'm kind of just, I'm over trying to, you know, if we're already here, I'm not going to try to overcome that. His body language was was interesting to me, to say the least, during this. So I'm, I'm excited to hear them talk publicly about this final experience. Troy carries Casey at one point. Big, big moment. Maybe the biggest moment of you know, outside just the two winners. Troy carries Casey up a hill at one point, which is he's a beast. He's amazing. He's the best. I love him so much. He is also very giving as a partner. He's kind of the anti-Jordan. Uh, it's a very good dichotomy of these two amazing athletes. They're absolute beasts in this final of the way Jordan motivates and pumps up Kaz and the way Troy does. And honestly, there's maybe it maybe costs them. There's an argument to be made that if, if Casey has a Jordan, um, his style maybe wins some points in this. Cause like, I think if Jordan is with Casey, yes, she hates it. She much rather have Troy, uh, but she's able to push a little harder. I really do because there's a time where I'm a big believer in kind of the, you, you can talk certain things, you, the way you're talking, the way you're thinking is going to affect your body's reactions. And she mentally, 
gives in. She lets it happen. And that's Jordan's whole thing as frustrating and grating as it can be is like, do not let that negativity seep into your mind. Do not tell yourself anything negative. Tell yourself that you can do this, that you're going to do it no matter what and force your body to react to that reality. And she's, you know, doing a lot of, oh, you're the best partner. Like, I'm so sorry. Uh, This isn't going well. Like, you know, this, that, and the other. And it's all kind of like negative self-talk. And Troy's amazing. He's so helpful and loving. Like, it's all good. Let's just do our best. Let's finish all I ask is that we finish this, that, and the other. And it is kind of a weird, like, point for Jordan of, like, yeah, it might suck. And there's some that sometimes doing that style can mean that there's a complete breakdown between you and your partner, and you're going to go nowhere, and you're going to flame out in a ball of fury. There's other times where you are going to be able to get the absolute best out of your partner who may not ever want to be a partner with you again, but you do get the absolute 100% best out of them. And, you know, Casey gives it her all props to her for finishing, especially the moment when we learn they get to the top of the mountain and it's like, now you have to walk back down to the bottom. I was like, Oh, when Casey and Troy get here, they're fucking stopping. Like no way. She gave it her everything. She had to get to the top because they thought that was the finish. And then they got to walk down. No way are they finishing. So big props to her for doing so. But it was an interesting moment of like, man, if if you swapped these those two, is there any like where does Casey finish with someone like Jordan kind of yelling at her, doing his motivational style versus Troy being an amazing person and an amazing partner, but that allowing kind of that negative self talk to creep in. In the end, Jordan and Kaz get the win. The trophy could be a little cooler, you know, but whatever. Maybe make two of them, but whatever. Um, it's a decent trophy, but make two of them at least. If you're not going to make it like over the top, amazing, coolest trophy ever make two of them. Maybe there is a second one. I don't know. Maybe there is, maybe they both got one in the end. I hope so. Jordan gets his redemption. He gets kind of the status back to where it was a few seasons prior. Four wins is a special place to be. We will talk about that next week. Certainly Kaz truly amazing. I am just so in love with this woman, super happy for her. And the best part I think is she has so much more to give on the show from an entertainment side of things. I really hope that she does more seasons after this on the flagship and what have you. We will talk of course, more next week about her being two for two, what that means, how much again, you know, the UK championship, it's kind of this mini season. So maybe she's like one and a half or one and a half. We'll talk about that next week, but they dominate from start to finish. They're the best team in this final. Um, you know, I'd be interested to know if the parts we didn't see, if they also were winning those legs. Cause you know, they, they say they only have a 14 minute advantage when they, you know, get to the overnight sleeping, but I felt like maybe they had more than that. Maybe that was just a number they threw out, um, but they're winning throughout They seem to do as good or better than everyone on each individual leg, each individual checkpoint, each individual run. So deserving champions, absolute badasses, absolute beasts. And the final thing I'll say is then they win. We see everyone win. And the end of season montage didn't really exist. It kind of sucked. It was just kind of like, oh, Kaz and Jordan won. Great. And now we're done. Now we're out of here. And we need the end of season montage back. This like this was a weak last couple of minutes in this episode, and I used to really, really, really look forward to and get very emotional, honestly, during the like four to five minute end of season as the winners cross. We get the like full recap narration of their season, their journey. Then as the next person crossed, we get that one. We get TJ mixing in a little stuff, and it's like a four or five minute thing recapping the whole season. And 
there's been really good ones in the past. Definitely the earliest seasons had the best ones, but even in the middle run there, um, kind of the rivals era run of the best ever seasons, you know, we still had some great ones. Bring those back. I love them. And this one was a little bit lacking. I like the little recap. I like the little emotional pulls on my heartstrings as you exit a season. So bring that back, but hats off to Jordan and Kaz, our world champions. As for the awards for this episode, uh, we'll make it quick and easy. Best quote. There wasn't a lot of amazing quotes in this episode. So the one that was kind of the most poignant is I will just say Jordan at the very start says, quote, Kaz does not know how much potential she has. She is going to find out, end quote. And that was the moment I was like, yeah, they're going to win. This is going to go well for them. Um, They're going to probably win, but is very just encapsulates his, his approach, his style as a partner, which again, this time it worked, and it worked great. Best moment, uh, five nominees, the super stage moment where they all have to say goodnight to each other again. That was just laugh out loud funny. Second one, throwing water in each other's faces, being goofy on the train. Love, love, love that. Third one, Troy, Carey, and Casey. Fourth one, Danny's general attitude throughout. Again, kind of seeing the writing on the wall of like, we're probably not going to win this, huh? And maybe not because we're... Not maybe because we're not trying to win the whole thing. I don't know. We'll see. And fifth and final one, Jordan Kaz winning obviously gets nominated. I'll go with the water, the overnight being goofy on the train as the best moment of the episode. As for the MVP, Danny gets some votes. Troy gets some votes. Jordan gets some votes. But Kaz will take home the MVP of this episode, not the season. We'll talk about that next week, which speaking up to wrap this up uh, predictions wise, we did. You know, as much as our preseason predictions went, you know, shit the bed predictions throughout shit the bed predictions for next week, uh, you know, routinely shit the bed all season long for the final. My ones I made last week, I basically nailed it. I said Theo and Sarah would be eliminated first. Um, and that turns out to be true by DQ, not like a cutoff point, but it's still true. I said I think Danny and Tori won't win because she's more worried about the other two winning. Um, and they're kind of just good at everything, not stand out great at everything, anything. That turned out to be true. And then I said that while I kind of wanted to stick with my Casey versus Troy pick, I really kind of had been convinced by the edit that Kaz and Jordan were going to win. I stuck with Casey and Troy on this podcast, but over on the Challenge Fandom podcast with those good folks, I decided to go with Kaz and Jordan as my pick to win. And so I kind of got that right as well. So the predictions, we end on a stronger note, um, but uh, not so great all season long. After a couple seasons where I was really good at it. So we're going to get that back in line for USA 2 for All-Stars 4. We're going we're gonna to put this brain to work. We're going to get some things right again. Um, next week's agenda. We will be back next week on Wednesday at this time to discuss in finality this entire season, the entire project. Here's the agenda for that. We're going to discuss the entire world championship experiment, if it worked, how to maybe do it better if they are going to do it again. We're going to talk about where Jordan's four wins stand, where Kaz two for two wins stands, historically speaking. We are going to get into who they need to get on the flagship out of these global crew of MVPs and from their seasons originally, even ones that didn't make it onto this one, one they need to get over into the flagship or just back in our world in some way, some fashion. If they don't do a UK or Australia or Argentina second season, we're going to grade the season as a whole. And then, of course, we're going to give out the awards for the best quote, the best moment, best daily elimination. And, of course, we will name the season MVP, which is going to be a big discussion. It's very difficult to figure out. There was an obvious front runner. We talked about her all season long, but then she went home right at that point where it's like, uh, 
Is this long enough? Is Can anyone surpass you? Did either of those people possibly surpass her? We will discuss and debate that next week, and we will crown a season MVP to go with our two world champions in Jordan and Kaz. So that is all for today. That is the plan for next week. Hope to see you back here then for that. And hopefully by then we will know, you know, USA 2, All-Stars 4. Maybe we'll have a little more details, a little more knowledge of where this podcast will go based on where these shows and this franchise will go and what we will be seeing next. Maybe we'll put some plans in place for what we're going to do. If we get, I think we're on the cusp of we get an actual off season. In the challenge, we haven't had an off-season in a while, and that'll give us a chance to maybe do some other very fun stuff on this podcast and bring in some friends from other ones. So let me know. Hit me up on Instagram at Challenge Historian. If you've got any ideas, anything you want covered, any specific topics or debates you would maybe want me to cover, bring some folks on to discuss and debate with, let me know anything like that, any feedback, or if you just want to talk challenge, always here to do that. Hit follow, hit subscribe, rate, review, wherever you may be listening or watching Much appreciation. We'll talk again next week on Wednesday for the full season recap. Until then, peace.